and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. He's a South Texan poppy poet living that hashtag middle class gay life. It's Chibi. She's a little bit Selena, a little bit JLo, and a whole lot of Pisces. It's Rocky. And this is Words and Shit. The show where you get to know the person behind the poetry. Brought to you by Write Art Out. Hey. Rooster. Wait, wait. Stop, stop. Everyone stop. Rooster. Rooster has a fucking hoodie on. Right, because we hear <laughs> it's basically hoodie season. Almost. It is not. It is still a hundred degrees outside. That's true, but we're getting very close, and that's that's really just what matters. It's like when whenever it comes to hoodie season, it's just it's like when the 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 ambiance of hoodie season is even in the air, you gotta throw a hoodie on. Um, look, the amount of sweat that was rolling down my back yesterday would argue against your hoodie, but uh, I hear it, I hear it, right? Mm-hmm. We just had Labor Day. We're officially yes. in September. Like it is now okay to start decorating your house with, you know, autumnal colors, you know, a little rust and amber and yellow and black and all pumpkins that. Pumpkins and gourds and- Pumpkins and gourds. Honestly, if you've been to my house, you know, like that's how we decorate 24 seven year round. But but for other people, it is socially acceptable to now start decorating your 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 house with fall colors, fall things, embracing the fall, embracing the new season. The new season, as we are here, and and as this is the new fall season. First off, welcome everyone to Words and Shit. I'm Rooster. That's Chibi. Um, and we like to just say that it's like this is the time of year where first Virgo season kind of happens. And then we start to transition into the fall. And I know so many Virgos. Yo, my sister's a Virgo. I love them. It's just funny because it's like I, I forget every year until Virgo season hits. And then it's like they all come out. And it's like a, it's like a parade. It's like, look, we're here now. Everyone relax. We got this under control. And you're like, wow, I forgot that y'all have been like lurking, waiting for this time. And it's yours. Take it. Power to you. I've never disrespected Virgo. And that's the thing, though, because like when Leos do it is totally expected. Like, yeah, we know you're a Leo. You announce it 24. Like you announce it year long and now it's your season. We know. Same with Gemini's. We kind of like this is what kind of what we do. Right. But Virgo's just kind of like they're like, I'm doing me. It's all good. And then Virgo season hits and they're like, hey, all over the place. You know, I have a whole poem about Virgo's, but uh, (laughs) right. That but yes, not- the end of summer, things are changing. Was your summer good? Did you are you were you I mean, happy? My, my summer was great, but we're not here to talk about my Virgo poem. We're here today to talk about our Virgo poet. Yes. Who we are featuring. Exactly. We have Xavier the cool kid in the house. Xavier is an indigenous Caribbean Caribbean. I never can say that word. <laughs> Uh, Afro-Latino Virgo who loves smoking blunts, his dog Poppy, and video games. He likes to think of himself as the dash of hot sauce in the soup of life. Uh, Everyone in the audience, give a warm round of applause. Show some love in the comments for Xavier Cool Kid. Hey. Words and shit. How y'all doing? Good. See, and even about all that Virgo shit, and I was like, 
It's so true. Like the parade, like where's the parade girl? Like bring her in, bring her in. Every year. And y'all just are so chill about it. Y'all like chilling the cut year round. You're like, you let everyone have their little seasons. And I'm not going to lie. Some astrology science seasons are a little quieter than others. They're not as lit. It's true. You know, not gonna throw shade. But y'all just chilling the cut. You let them. You let everyone have their time. But then when Virgo season hits, y'all are out. Y'all are letting everybody know. <laughs> Showing leg and thigh. Okay. You know, the ear we're a little bit more conservative because we don't gotta show that much. But when Virgo season comes around, we damn near start getting naked. Leg, thigh, and a little side breast too. Just a one. Exactly. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> See, Xavier is dressed for the season right now, right? Like, I'm still- Florida. <laughs> so yeah. it's giving Florida right now. We in Texas, we know. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I'll definitely know that Texas is like one big hot plate. That true. hoodie is not justified until December twenty third. I'm wearing shorts, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we are excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we, you know, like before we dive into the conversation and all that fun stuff, because like we're going to be talking, we're going to be keen about life, personal shit, poetry, all of it. Uh, so we consider you a friend. So one of the things, yes, one of the things that we do to open up the space is just check in with our friends. So friend, how's your heart today? So, okay. That's a good question. Cause today it was not okay. Okay, she right here it was having a hard time. Mm. Um, so I'm in town, uh, back in my hometown of Tampa Bay uh, for my birthday. Well, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday in Jacksonville, but I'm here for the week to celebrate my family. And um, my grandmother actually bought me, like, she paid for, like, a new car for me. And I went to go get, the, get it registered. And to my surprise, they were like, oh, your license is suspended. And I said, this is news. Like, hold up. Like, girl, where's the press? Because this is something I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting there, like, and me, y'all know me. So, like, even when I'm not upset, I have a resting bitch face. But, like, my face, like, literally could cut. Like, everybody, everybody that worked at DMV was, like, avoiding eye contact with me because I was so good. And she was like, yeah, it looks like uh, Orange County, which is Orlando, which I ended up getting a ticket and paying for it. They never cleared it in the system. So they suspended my license and I didn't even know until today. So I drove from Atlanta to Jacksonville to Tampa. That's three cities, if y'all didn't know. (laughs) The suspended license being black. So it was definitely like a surprise to me. And um, it really like ruined my day. I'm not going to lie. Like I was just so upset, like so upset. Uh, But my mom ended up cooking for me and made it better. As well, well, hopefully that is not a, you know, precursor for the rest of your birthday week. You know, hopefully tonight the show mom's home cooking is a good little like reset, you know, reset, reframe, recenter and move forward. No, but like high key, like it was really weird because like I've been on such a like positive kick lately. Like I've just been like really focused. And like when you're focused and you kind of like don't pay mind to like petty shit, you don't have room to be like angry or like to have like any kind of rage. Like I have, I really do suffer from having like internal rage. And like lately I just haven't been doing that. Like lately I, I've been so grateful for so many things that rage has kind of evaporated out of my body. Mm-hmm. It's the first day that I felt rage in a long time. 
And I was like, it's okay. Like, we don't need to blow this bitch up. Like, we're like, it's fine. We're alive. It's Gucci. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're pretty. Like, there's no, there's no need to be upset. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah, straight up. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's a good way to kind of get things kicked off in this sort of like, space of healing and discussion but the way we like to kick off the show uh xavier is we start with this thing called speed dating so what we're going to do is chibi and i are going to have about two questions each uh you can feel free to answer them as quickly and succinctly as possible or you can elaborate as much as you want as your choice uh but it's just so kind of dip the toe in that the audience get to know you a little bit uh so chibi kick us off with your first question absolutely absolutely first question xavier what is your current obsession? Child, I'm obsessed with manifesting right now. Like, I am on a manifesting kick. Like, baby. Like, you know how there's some people that, like, they get cracked out over soda, ice cream, and candy? Like, I'm cracked out over manifesting. Like, I'm like, where's the next opportunity? Like, where's the next seed I can plant? Um, I've just been so... I've been doing a lot of, like, internal work and a lot of investing in myself. And, like, because I've been doing that, the universe has been sending me, like, so many different opportunities to, like, literally, like... I could choose to invest in that or not. Like I'm starting to, especially now that I'm getting older, like I'm starting to value my time in a different way. And that's actually a poem we're going to read tonight. I wrote a poem about that, but I'm valuing my time in a different way. Like it's a, it's my currency. So like literally I'm in a deficit girl. I ain't never going to get my time back. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to manifest, right? Cause I'm going to enjoy this bit. I'm going to enjoy the time I do have left. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been obsessed with manifesting. <laughs> okay, okay, I feel that absolutely. Um, second question: If you weren't a Virgo, what astrology sign do you think you would want to be or be? <laughs> Girl, next. <laughs> like, That's fine. Okay, like maybe in Aries because my moon is in Aries, so I take a lot of like character trait from that. But I wouldn't want to be anything else. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll take it. And again, having Virgos in my life, that's a very Virgo answer. <laughs> I just, I, like, I just know other Virgos and I just know my way of operating things. And I just rather view the world from these lenses. Girl, I can't view it from someone else's shit. I'd probably go crazy. Yeah. yeah. My, my rising is Virgo. So like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Next question. This is the one I ask of all our guests. My favorite question ever. What is your favorite food dish to eat? So like, I've also, I've been doing a lot of like, I won't say dieting, just healthier eating. Mm -hmm. um, and when I really want to treat myself, I go to carbs and it's pasta. I can make any kind of pasta. I First of all, I love cooking. Like I really find cooking a very healing, sacred act. And I, uh, when I have like people over, like I just like to make a good plate of pasta because it's like, if it tastes good, that's a big plus. But pasta always kind of gives you this like warm feeling of comfort. And so like, mm -hmm. I love pasta. Mm -hmm. I can eat it all day. 100, I'm with you on this. We are pro carbs on this podcast, absolutely. <laughs> I love carbs, girl. I, I just said I love pasta, but I just can't do carbs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's just not gonna like it. <laughs> All right, and for the last question, in a word or more, uh, what makes you or your poetry, your work, different than other poets? Um, it's transparent. It's just me. It's just, it's literally like, it's what I can give, you know? I really do believe that everybody is an ingredient and like, 
when you create communities or you create vibes with people in circles and stuff, like everybody makes a different, like it provides a different flavor. And so the dish constantly changes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so like, I really pride myself and my work being transparently what I really have, I guess, um, I won't say reevaluate, what's that word? Like reflection, like my reflections, like literally like what I've seen and like what I've been through. And just like, and my poem is a reflection of that. Like it's just, uh, yeah, a reflection of that. And the fact that I can be able to tell that, um, you know, and I'm not down in nobody else's work, but um, I just think that my work has always been honest. For mm -hmm. sure. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's dive into some of that transparency then. Um, for anybody that is currently watching live with us, please use the comment section. You know, we are we, we watch the comment section. Shoot, mm -hmm. If you hear a line that resonates with you, you know, shout that shit out. You want to just show some love, do it in the comment section. You, you do you have a question for Xavier? Maybe you do. Put it in the comment section, and we and we will relay it. So use that comment section. Uh, but all that being said, can you just kind of like. Now that we've opened up the space, can you grace us with a poem before we dive into this conversation? I would love to grace you with a poem. Okay, so we're talking about honesty and I think that's really appropriate. So, because this poem is called My Honest Cliche. Um, and I wrote this poem, like when I started to realize, like, you know, as Virgos, especially young Virgos, we really think we know some shit. <laughs> but like I think any human, right? Like the human experience, we know that we don't know shit. Like as you grow older, you realize you don't know shit. Uh, and so this, I wrote this poem at a time where I was like, oh, I don't know shit. <laughs> so here it goes. Life is like a ride. Um, and as cliche as it may sound, like a roller coaster. And we never know when we're gonna get off. Uh, but when I do, I hope that the wait was worth it. I hope that the line was worth it. And I've never been the most patient person, but I'm learning. I have issues of letting go. Like these fingers are talons, these hands were meant to hold on, this body meant to be a lifeboat. And no matter how many titanic relationships I go through, I just can't seem to learn my lesson. And I know that I'm stubborn. I don't like to listen to others. My tongue, always ready to enter the boxing ring. I love just as hard as I fight. I'm a paradox. This mouth that so easily can heal, can wreck a whole entire human, and I have mastered the most dangerous weapon in this world, my tongue. Hence why I am amongst the most dangerous assassins in this world. I'm a poet, a breed created by God to show this world how beautiful and ugly it can be. We are the kaleidoscopes of society and my body is only 25 years old. If you look at my genetic makeup, it will only tell you that I've been on earth for two decades. Yet people love to tell me, Xavier, you have an old soul. And as cliche as it may sound, I believe them. Some the mornings I wake up and feel like I already lived the day that's ahead. I don't often pray. But I ask God each and every day for my daily bread because life just seems like one big monopoly game where money is the motive and happiness, happiness is something you only buy for a moment. I'm a Virgo. And as cliche as it may sound, I take after every trait. I'm emotional. I'm sensitive. The meal I often crave is love. Sometimes my body feels empty like it don't always be packed when I be at a poetry show. I've learned that love is temporary, just like the audience. I crave things that people are not ready to give. I'm a fixer, 
I often attract people that don't know their full potential. Half the time, I don't know my own. I weigh 250 pounds. I'm still trying to fix myself. My skin has been through some shit. I got the acne scars to prove it. And my sexuality is always questioned, but never how I feel. I heal by being honest. And this, this is my most honest poem. And every time I get behind a microphone, I check into my favorite hospital. And you, you just got to witness a poet mend themselves to their craft. And as cliche as it may sound, isn't that beautiful? This poem, a piece of origami that I created with my lips and you just got to witness how I tuck my secrets into its fold. And I'm often told that the key to happiness is honesty. And as cliche as it may sound, I believe it. Hey, give it up for cool kids. Give it up for the honesty, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's such a refreshing, like, jump off point. Like, I just want to jump right in because that was a very beautiful poem. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, You had so many interesting sort of directions in that poem that we can take this conversation. But I guess I, guess I have two questions. Okay. My first one is you, you mentioned that like life is a roller coaster and you hope that when you get off that it was worth the wait. Um, I guess my question is in where you're at right now, would you say you're still on the roller coaster or you have, you've gotten off for a second to like, you know, reflect on it a bit. Mm -mm. I, I don't believe that you don't, you get off the roller coaster until you die. Like uh, the roller coaster is the whole human experience, right? Like yeah. I think the roller coaster in that metaphor is the healing, right? Yeah. And I think like the human experience is really like, how can I heal myself from what happened to me yesterday? I'm trying to figure that out today so that I can feel better tomorrow. And that's like the whole thing about the roller coaster. It's kind of like healing is not linear and neither is a roller coaster or else it wouldn't be fun, right? Like mm -hmm. if we went through life just kind of like, heal like it would be boring you know what i'm saying like there's no struggle there's no glory right um so i'm definitely still on the ride and something that i do i i love chaos i know that's not a verbal tendency <laughs> but like my moon in aries loves chaos because i the thing about it is i know i'm gonna figure it out right i don't know if they're gonna figure it out but i like to watch <laughs> so like it's like i love being on the roller coaster and something that i was like when i was a kid we used to play this game called sharks and minnows i don't know if you yeah know. yeah yeah I remember sure. so my favorite thing was to outrun all these bitches and then look back and watch the chaos as i'm running toward the finish line so that's what I like to be. I like to be on the ride, and I'm like, oh, girl, everybody's getting crazy, but I ain't. <laughs> so I hope that answered the question. No, yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think I think that's a very beautiful way of putting it because also for people, if anyone's listening and these words are resonating with, like, I think it's also important to say that, like you mentioned, like life, it, it doesn't go in a straight line. It's not linear. Neither does uh, healing. Um, neither does the best laid plans, you know, like it twists and turns and bends. And a lot of times we have to figure out how to heal while still moving. You know, it's very rare that we get moments of pause that are long enough to actually fix our shit. Because, um, you know, we got shit to do. Um, and that's kind of why I really like that piece. It's this paradox of being human and stuff like that. But I guess my second question would be in this roller coaster that you're on in life, um, what kind of kicked off the new growth or the new obsession with manifesting and healing like what, what what was that where did that kind of jump off in in the the chaos of it all so like okay um 
Can we mention drugs? Yeah, it's words and shit. Words so, and shit. Okay, all the shit, okay? <laughs> so, um, I started to experiment with psychedelics. Um, and what psychedelics really did was show, like, it really unplugged you from the ego, mm-hmm. completely sucks the ego right out of the out of the vessel. Um, and that's why I feel like it's really intense for some people because they're like, it's like, what am I? Because mm-hmm. hello, like that's what the ego does. The ego's like, girl, you're this, you know, you're that, you're you're human. But but then when you re- when you really sit in the existence and you don't have anything to cling on to, that's really when the healing starts, right? When you realize mm-hmm. that, oh shit, it's not about me. <laughs> uh, because I think for me, uh, when I started to 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 experiment in the psychedelics and I started to do the shadow work, I was like, whoa. Like uh, the, I tell people the healing starts in the mirror because the mirror is a portal. Mm-hmm. Because you see yourself, right? Other humans are portals. So like, if you can like master the mirror, you can kind of master the portal of other humans, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was <clears throat> obsessed with being in the mirror as a kid and constantly thinking that I was ugly or undesirable. Um, and I used to pick at my skin, like legit pick at my skin, um, and and at my acne and. I didn't realize how much trauma that caused me like as a young person going into a young adult. Right. And it took me like literally 25 years to like, think about this relationship that I'm having with myself. And it started with the mirror. Like you literally look at yourself in the mirror and you think about a thought that makes you feel a certain way. And then you go directly to that moment. Right. And then like, while you're in that moment, you come back and you're in front of the mirror and you're like, Oh shit. Like that's not me. (laughs) And so, like, that's really what started it. Like, it was healing through those certain things that I was experiencing, like, my triggers. Um, Everybody obviously has different triggers and different, you know, trauma, but the emotions are all the same, right? Like, depression still feels the same. Like, anger and rage still feels the same. Um, And so that's when I started realizing, I'm like, oh, my God, like, yo, like, yes, my experiences may be unique to me, but how I feel isn't. And so that's when I knew the mirror was the portal because other people feel these things. Other people are experiencing depression and anger and rage. It's just part of the human experience. But it's one thing to experience it and it's one thing to make it your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, that's what the mirror showed for me. It was like, this is not my reality. And so I chose, after that, that perspective change, I chose to live in my reality. People always ask me, like, oh, like you heard that shit on the news and you start thinking on the news, like, how you feel about it? I'm like, girl, I don't, because I don't live in that world. I live in the world that I create. And some people may call it delusion, but, I mean, there's a difference between having, like, logistics and reality and then, like, living in la-la land. I just choose not to feed into the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I kind of went on a little bit of tangent, but it started there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, You're good. This is, this is your show. Wherever you want to take it is where we're going. Um, but yeah, I mean, you speak a lot of truth there. Like they always tell you when you start doing the hallucinogens and the psychedelics to like avoid the mirror because like your trip can take a very hard left, but it's because that's where the work like comes in. That's where you are faced with reality, right? Some people take the hallucinogens to like avoid their reality, but when you confront it, you know, face to face, that's where you can have some real like life changing manifests. And you know, without revealing too many details, many a good project have started Thanks to hallucinogens. So exactly. like we stand for it. Like, can can we microdose already? Where, where exactly. <laughs> well, no, and the crazy thing is, I, I, I don't know how you guys if you guys read about it, but there's like professionals, elites that literally microdose every day on LSD. Mm-hmm. 
that's because the brain literally like it processes information so fast so that once you learn how to like literally manual your thoughts when you're on that you know psychedelic you can create uh, like anything you want <laughs> like literally uh so yeah girl bring the microdoses out like <laughs> <laughs> the hallucinogens are just the the key that unlock everything yeah. else right so like i'm curious then like what have you like after going through this like uh revelatory process and like you know inhabiting this new space that you're you're mentally emotionally spiritually in you know like what have you unlocked for yourself like what are you manifesting in your life now that's a two-part question okay <laughs> so what let me what i unlocked in myself first um i unlocked one that the fact that um i needed for me and i think for a lot of people i needed to have more compassion for myself i also believe that people of color are not usually raised with com like compassion so i think it's also like a hurt like uh an ancestral trauma thing too because it's like you're like girl i'm not gonna be nice to myself that's that's dumb i got work to do <laughs> uh but then when you're nice to yourself the work don't feel at work <laughs> um but I unlocked that within myself. It was compassion for myself. I unlocked um, the ability to have a relationship with myself and not realizing that, I mean, duh, like we do have a relationship with ourselves. Like the only person we're constantly talking to is ourself, right? But if you don't view it as a relationship, you view it as like, just like the voice that's in your head, then you're gonna talk to them any kind of way because it really is, I believe, three sites in the body. It's what the heart sees, what the eye see and what the mind sees. And when you're in that in-betweeny stage of like the depression, everything kind of feels 3D. Like you're not, obviously you're not grounded. Like you kind of, your heart feels something, you're viewing reality a certain way and your mind is processing those feelings at the same time. Um, and what I unlocked it within myself was like when I created a routine for myself and I, and I had a better relationship with myself and I treated the vessel better because the thing about it too is unfortunately humans are machines. So it's like, if you don't take care of the machine that you got, the experience don't feel fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I unlocked that relationship within myself, knowing that when you heal the spirit, the body follows, but even that's a job, like even healing the body is a job. Um, and I also unlocked the idea of work. One thing that I could not stand, and this is my problem too, but probably as a Virgo mixed with Aries is, I don't like authority. <laughs> I don't like being told what the fuck to do. Like I, and I won't do it. But the thing about it is I can't not listen to the universe, right? Like I cannot not do the things that are constantly a pattern. So I had to really like uh, enjoy the work, <laughs> not see it as work. I, I changed my mind. Like my perspective is living is a job die and dying is a job. So like I'm working <laughs> to get there. Um, what I'm manifesting. So um, I moved to Atlanta um, in June. No, yeah, June which was a really rash decision. Um, I was planning on staying in Jacksonville where I was living for another year because I, I took out a student loan. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pay off a student loan, stay here another year, I have a decent job. Um, and I just took the chance and I just jumped to Atlanta. Didn't have a job, didn't have a, a, a solid place to stay, nothing. Like I just kind of like jumped. And um, I was very grateful that I have, you know, Kim there, community there that held me up until I was finally able to be able to walk and crawl. Um, but I manifested a job at Google. I just graduated from a tech 
uh, boot camp. So, and this job at Google was literally not seen foreseen at all. It was kind of like crazy the way the universe presented it to me. Um, I'm also manifesting a podcast. Um, I actually have a, a meeting with Roku at the end of this month uh, to pitch it to them. Um, and it's called Two Blunt with Xavier Alexander, where I smoke two blunts with my guests. And we just smoke two blunts together and we have like a spiritual kiki. Um, I'm manifesting that. Um, I'm also manifesting uh, a spiritual healing consultant business where I want to like have like one hour conversations with a client about how their healing is literally connected to their manifesting, right? Like I believe everybody's power, powerful enough to manifest the things that they want, but they're not willing to do the work prior to the manifesting. Like it's like a big process of healing before you even try to plant seeds. Cause if you try to plant seeds in the body ain't shit, but you're gonna fall in the sun like a raisin. Mm -hmm. uh, and people don't want to do that work. So I want to like, I also, I'm manifesting a consultant business, a spiritual healing consulting business. Um, and yeah, just be able to live my life as a creative without feeling like I'm a gear in the system. And mm -hmm. that's like the things that I'm manifesting right now. Mm. No, that's wonderful. I, I completely agree with you too about you know the work of it and living is work, life is work, love is work, healing yeah. is work. It's all work, and 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 I mean it may be one of the hardest pills to swallow, but it's it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah, and like it doesn't just land, you know, like in in out of nowhere. So, um, I guess my question is is like with this new sort of you know, um, battling of the ego, this kind of like, whether it was through psychedelics or what, or, and, and, and shadow work and all that with this new battling of the ego, how have these new perspectives and healing affected you as a quote unquote poet, you know? Cause like a lot of the ego wraps up what that even means. So like, what are some new things you're finding out with that? So um, that's cool. I, I like to ask that because the poem I'm gonna read, I literally wrote after a night out uh, in Atlanta, right? Um, it's made me be even more transparent, right? Like not hiding behind any metaphor. Like the power of transparency is contagious. Like if people feel safe enough to be transparent, or like, if they feel like, oh my God, like this person is being transparent and I feel safe that I can be transparent, it kind of just starts like a a, 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 a a domino effect of healing, right? Like um, me and my friend Salou, we talk about this all the time where literally like you heal the world by being a better version of yourself. Because like, that's gonna inspire somebody else to take the path of betterment of themselves. And like, that's literally what it is. Like, if you can't heal this, the self, the, the person experiencing the stimuli, you can't change the stimuli. Like, because everybody's fucked up, right? But that's the reason, that's the thing about the human experience. Like, people wanna think that there's a certain, a, a certain perfect world, but the perfect world lies in the betterment of me. Like, if mm -hmm. I better myself, I can better, not even better the next person, they're gonna see what bettering yourself, investing yourself looks like, and they're gonna wanna do it. Because it really is a difference. Like you see the difference in people. Um, so it's really, uh, it's made me more transparent. It's also made me more confident because like, especially coming out as a slam poet, like there's just this all constant, like 
comparison, right? Mm-hmm. But like in my mind, like I know I'm a superstar. Like there's no need for me to even debate it or even question it, right? So then my ego is not like, okay, girl, well you the shit, and you know what or whatever. It's like, oh girl, you the shit. And like as a star, we ha- I have a gravitational pull, and what is gonna pull is gonna pull, and, and what that may be is what that may be. I don't need to go out seeking anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's maybe more confident in realizing that if someone wants to be around you they want to be around you and you don't have to feel bad if someone don't want to be around you right because that's just how gravity works it repels and it attracts listen if you're not in my gravitational force field bitch i i don't need you in my solar system at all like at all go somewhere else shoo shoo uh so it's just going to feel more confident more confident more transparent um and it's showing me like that people feel inspired by that. Like when they feel like you're being honest, it inspires another person to be honest. And that's literally the key to healing. Like yeah. the honesty, it's just, it is what it is, girl. I mean, it's the truth and it's bitter and it, it cuts both ways, right? Like it cuts a little bit each time, but unfortunately that's just a part of it. Yeah, I, I, I love all of that. Cause like, again, how are you gonna do the work outside of yourself before you do the work inside of yourself, right? Like that's, it's, it's just not gonna work, mm-hmm. right? I, I hate to quote RuPaul at this moment, but if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love anybody else, right? Uh, so- Can I also say something? I think also we're, we're stuck in a mindset where everybody thinks self-love looks- um, Like bath bombs and, and face masks? <laughs> I guess maybe even that like it looks what's the word like universal and it's not like everybody needs to learn like loving themselves is literally just the relationship that you have with yourself because then love is literally like girl this is what i like and this is my boundary i and the reason why i know that is because i have a relationship with myself another person is not going to ever know ever what your boundaries are and how you want to be loved. And I think that's the thing about self-love. People think it's like, oh, I'm just gonna tell myself I feel good. No, like you have to learn what feels good. And in that, that's an experiment. In that, you have to be like, okay, well, I don't really like this and that's not really fulfilling that, so I need to try something else. Everybody thinks it's universal and that's cookie cutter, that the way you're supposed to love yourself looks the same for everybody. It's not, it's just not true. And that's like a capitalistic way to think about it, right? Like, oh shit, like it looks the same for everybody, so I can just go buy it at the store and I'm gonna love myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and on top of that, it's like everyone, it's like life is a confusing ass bitch, and I understand that, but I feel like a lot of people want to simplify the process by like finding a guru or a messiah or someone who's like, let me give you the answers on fixing your shit, and I think this is a great, great conversation because it's like the uh, even the best teacher is just going to tell you, you got to fix you. And you got to handle that shit and you got to walk those paths and find different things. Like I fucking hate love languages. This all like, and let me explain why. It's because I- It's because you're a Scorpio. It's because I'm a Scorpio. But no, it's because a lot of times people are like, well, these are my love languages. But if you're a person who maybe learned to love in trauma or learn to have sex in trauma, then the things that you may love or attract or appreciate kind of grow from that and maybe not even what your best, truest, health healed self is. 
So it's like you have to sort of you we have to really crack open who we are and get all the ugly and the beautiful and, and all that shit out before we can even start talking in platitudes and like you know definitions of shit that's like, oh no, that's me or that's me because a meme told me, you know. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's so easy to to see someone and like we also think that self-love looks a certain way. Like we can we feel like we can look at somebody and be like, oh, like they totally love themselves. Or like, oh my gosh, like they must love their life. And half these bitches are miserable. Mm. So like, it's really like almost like a, I feel like capitalism is one of the gears of colonialism. It's just like a colonial way to think that like everybody's gonna experience the same thing at the same time. And yeah. it's just not true, bro. That's not, that's, that's what they put on TV. Yep. <laughs> That's what they put on TV and on memes, and we like you know like to consume all that generalization that doesn't actually uh, accomplish any work whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's dive into into the healing and and and, and consuming and honesty. Uh, you talked about a poem that you were going to share. I think this is a perfect little transition. Give us another poem, please. Yes. Okay. So. As I said, I love chaos, right? Like I love going out into the world because like I said, the way I, I, I live my life now is like, like I know that I'm a star. So like anywhere I go, I'm gonna attract something. It's true. Everywhere I go, I attract something. Uh, and I moved to Atlanta and I met this uh, drag performer. Her name is Miss J Bella, uh, who's also a trans woman. And we went out uh, one night and like, it helped me a lot to realize about myself because like as poets, we can kind of be kind of, I don't know, just like too open, I guess. Like we're so willing sometimes to be like, oh my God, let's hang out. Like, da-da. And like, that's how I was. I was like, okay, friend. Like, and she was like, girl, like I just met you. Don't call me your friend. I'm like, oh. I'm like you know what I'm saying? And that, and it was just, it was a really fun time, um, but it was also like really revealing just about like time in itself. So, was in the I was leaving and I work out. So my schedule at home is I work during the day and then from 6.30 to 8.30, I'm at the gym. And then I come home, I eat, I go to bed. So I did the same thing, but I went out with Miss J Bella this night and it was 2 a.m. when I was like, and I've been an old lady lately. So I'm like, so what? yeah, I was be in bed. Um, and so I was just like, so appreciative of the fact that I was alive and experiencing this in real time. And I was in a cookout drive-through and Florida don't got cookout. So anytime I can eat cookout, if I'm being good, uh, I will take the opportunity. And if you know anything about cookout, you know that if you go to cookout, especially late night, you're gonna be there for at least an hour waiting in the, in the drive-through. So I wrote this poem after this night out uh, and I finished it by the time I got to the window. And it's called Father Time. Black Father Time. Lately, I've been living my life hour to hour, minute to minute. There's just something about counting how much time I've spent existing that helps me enjoy the ride, and it's almost trippy sometimes. How you'll be so deep in depression that you start to time travel while in mid-conversation. So submerged in thought while trying to communicate thought, time somehow melts into surreal simulation living between parallel worlds of trauma and new manifestation of Virgo once told me, we all experience time at different frequencies, which makes sense why I'm so addicted to spending time. 
I'd be so eager to live life, I forget to play it cool. And sometimes my mind tends to emotionally hoard things that leave no room for comfort in the home of my mind. But I've come to know that this part is necessary. The suffocating is a reminder that not only was I created to breathe, but I was also designed to decay. That one day my body will turn to fruit for the earth to consume. And this is why I remember to count every second above ground because time be the most valuable currency. For even riches, I will one day have to leave behind. So I count the hours I make the conscious decision to live, to let go of the past, for I will never be able to respend those grains in my hourglass. Instead, I speak gratitude for the minutes I still got. It just makes life that much sweeter and it hits the spot to rejoice another hour of life for the next is not promised. So lately, I'm living my life like I borrowed it, like one day. The earth will take it back to replenish herself. And until then, I make every second count like my life depends on it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, <laughs> that truth, that little realization, that realization, all of it. Um, so I want to, I want, I want to earlier, you know, when we were talking about like manifesting things and whatnot, and like what you're trying to manifest in your life and where you're going, one of the things you, you mentioned was like also manifesting, like living your life as a creative, right? So I'm curious, like how is art or your creativity manifesting itself in your life these days? You know, like how is it a vehicle or what, what is it in your life? Um, I am very, Okay, so like when I moved to Jacksonville, you know, I was a, a poet, stage poet, slam poet, you know, that's what we do, perform, write, shit, yada, yada. But when I moved to Jacksonville, I started to experiment with other vices. So like I've done photography, like I've done photo shoots, I've done, I've drawn, I've actually tattooed people before. Like um, at the time when I was experimenting with the psychedelics, you know, I say experimenting because now I'm just like, a scientist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the time when I was a baby, he a connoisseur um, these days, <laughs> right? Like very that. At the time, like I picked up drawing, and like I was like the person that actually purchased these uh, this medicine from was like he's also an artist and he uh, paints tattoos, and I was like, I just love your art. Like I love it so much. Like I'm like, this is so dope. This is like if I were to draw, I would do something like this. And he was like, well, you can. And I was like, what do you mean, girl? Like I write. I don't. I don't draw. I don't do this. And it was like, you can. You just got to do it. And um, I just started doing it. And I started drawing. I painted. I even sold a painting before. Um, I, it's manifested its, itself in believing that the creative. The being creative is not a title. It's literally a lifestyle. It's like how you choose to live your life. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like It's like us creatives literally see the world differently. Also, when you're creative, you are instilled with this, I, I would say, I would say it's a tiny dose of mania. Uh, like, cause that, because I, like, it's a, it's a tiny, like, everybody has like a little vial because the thing about mania is like, if it comes out the vial, girl, it's going to make a mess. It's going to be inky. Right. And I know that other people's vials tip over a little bit, but as a creator, I feel like we do have a vial of, of mania in there. Um, and then that, what that mania do, tends to do is tends to say like, oh, like 
that's not good enough. And we got to do this and do this again, do this again. Um, but for me, the mania has been more like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I could do that. You should probably do this. Like it's been more positive than critiquing. Like, you know, like some days I want to just sit and draw and doodle all day. Some days I want to paint. Some days I want to, I'll be like, damn, I want to do a photo shoot right now. Like I'm going to book a photo shoot. Um, it's just allowed me to kind of, um, just dive into other vices and also know that I don't have to be just a poet, right? Like, I don't have to just be that thing, even though that's the main vice that I picked up, I can do it all. And I think that's really important, especially for anyone who's listening, because you got your start as a youth poet too, right? You were you were doing that for how many years? Two years, I was a youth poet. And I, uh, my second year as a youth poet, I was also on the adult slam team. So like, mm -hmm. I just dived right in it. And as soon as I became, an adult, while well, I was still a youth, I created my own slam team. So then I became a fucking community organizer, not even knowing, like I did not know what I was signing up for. Like y'all, I promise that shit, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't even know I was gonna do it. <laughs> like, I, was, I just wanna do poems with the girls that I like. Like I, I the way that I, I build my team is like, we're literally like, we're gonna be like living single girl. We're gonna be best friends. Um, and so I wanted, I felt like when I was on the adult side, um, it wasn't like that. Like I feel like a lot of people didn't curate their their community or their teams in that way, um, and that's something that I wanted to do. I was like, I really like spoken word and slam, but I don't really like some of the shit that's going on. So I'm just going to create my own space. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so yeah, I just started as a, a youth boy. Sorry, I kind of went on a tangent. No, 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 no. You're cool. You're cool. I think it's it's interesting because, like I said, like to see you now. Because I mean, I remember you as a youth poet too. Like I remember seeing you at Brave New Voices uh, a time or two, and then like to where you're at now, like talking to, about potential Roku deals for podcasts. Like I think it's it's inspirational because, like you said, it's a roller coaster. It's not a straight line journey. And for anybody who's creative, who I mean, like, I'm fortunate in that when I pick poetry as my vice or, you know, mania, um, I, I can't really see myself doing anything else but writing. Like, that's just it for me. So I'm always envious of people who are like, no, I take photos, I do this, because I'm like, wow. Like, and like, yes, I know the mind can do whatever it wants and shit like that, because I love psychedelics too. But <laughs> but uh, it's I'm very envious of it, because it's, it's, it's like you get to see people blossom in different mediums and stuff like that. So it's really awesome to see that growth in you and as it continues to grow, like for sure. Thank you, thank you for the affirmation, I appreciate it. And I say <laughs> embrace the mania too, because like, I like to say, like, I'm not obsessive compulsive, but I do compulsively obsess about things, uh, right? I so, <laughs> yeah, embrace the mania because it is also what makes you so good at something, right? Yeah. When you can just, like, laser focus on something and, like, kapong, and, like, yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to do. Uh, but I love you talking about, like, you as a community organizer, you know, like coming up in, in, in the youth slams, adult slams, creating your own slam scenes. I think, uh, I think I can speak for all of us here. Like we've all kind of done something of that sorts where it's like, okay, no, I'm going to start something. I'm going to create something. I'm going to, I'm going to make the sauce as yeah. a rule, right. I'm going to make the sauce. Uh, you talked earlier about, uh, you know, like the, in, we're all just kind of like ingredients in this soup. Like, I'm curious, like, what soup are you in these days? What ingredients are f flavoring this soup? You know, like, who, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, let's just dive into that fucking metaphor because I love okay. it. So my, the reason I call it the soup, right, um, is because a soup has a lot of different shit in it and it just sits together to create this dish. Um, and to me, soups are 
stews and soups are, are such a healing dish. Um, being Caribbean, my grandmother used to make this dish called sancocho, which is just a stew. And it, it's it, the history is like, uh, this is what the slaves used to do. They just take like whatever they could find and boil it together and make a stew. And so it, it evolved into this thing called sancocho. Um, and so all my life, I've always thought of uh, anything that was healing. I always uh, thought of my grandmother. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I always feel so good about it. Um, but everything in that in that in that dish is because it has a ton of stuff. Like it's like plantains, any kind of like three kinds of meat. It has like just so many things in it, right? Um, uh, but when you put it all together, it just creates this thing, right? And so when I want to heal somebody, like if my friend or like yeah, I'll say my friend is going through something, I'm like, girl, come on, we're gonna make a soup, right? And like, there's nothing like talking about, I would say your woes over a bowl of soup and you just eat the soup. And it just like, literally, I like, as you bring the woes up, the soup burns the woes down. Um, and it creates just a sense of like comfort and, and, and love. Um, I am, my flavor is spice. Uh, something that I've had to, it's just, that's why I say I'm the hot sauce. Like I'm spicy and I know that. Like even when I don't try to be spicy, like I'm just spicy. Um, and um, something that I really had to come to terms with that in my experience, I am the catalyst. And, and you know, that was something that hurt me my whole life. Like it really did hurt because when you're treated like the catalyst, when you're seen like the catalyst, you're always treated like the dynamite. Like, oh my God, like be careful. But like, it's like, don't let them do this too much or that too much. And that what that creates is everybody wants to tell you how to be you, right? Everybody wants to tell you how to be yourself. And so um, I had to be okay with like learning that. When you're a catalyst, I consider it you're a light. And when you're a light, you're gonna illuminate everything, which is the bad and the good. Some bitches don't like that. Everybody's like, girl, I put that, I put that, bye bye, my sister. I'm back at home, y'all. Um, and yeah, um, was almost the catalyst, the light, and some bitches. When you when you illuminate everything, that really causes discomfort, right? Because light, especially when you're in a dark place. It's like, just get that shit away from me, right? Even if it's good. Um, and so spice is just who I am, what I am. Um, and when I come into the space, I just create a little, I'm a little loud too. So like, it's it's not cayenne. It might be a little bit hotter, like something that's, you know, it got a kick to it. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's, a, I, I wouldn't say right now in my life, I am in, like, I'm in the soup, right? Like right now in my life, I'm just experimenting with everything at the potluck, right? Like I'm gonna go to this dish, I'm gonna go to that dish and, I, and I'm gonna see what's up. Like, I wanna know what's good. Like, what do y'all bring to the table? Um, because like, I'm in a stage of my life where I'm building my table. And I, when I build my table, I believe in, okay, this is what you're investing in me, and this is what I'm gonna invest in you. And it creates a, a double-sided table. Instead of someone coming over here and being like, girl, like I brought this and you didn't, you know, bring nothing here. So I'm definitely experimenting, tasting other people's dishes. And in that, you have to be open to, to taste shit that you don't like, right? Like you don't know what you're not gonna like and what you are gonna like because the human tongue, it does uh, our taste buds, it changes every seven years. I learned that in psych. 
And so like literally the person that you were yesterday might not like the shit that you experience tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So like you have to be okay with that and not realize that it's a personal thing. It's just like, I need to learn, I need to know that. It's just like being a kid, like the inner child is constantly coming out because as kids, we're just like, okay, girl, I don't know what this is, but if I hurt myself, I know what it is now. <laughs> and, and as adults, we don't think that that's the same concept. Like we don't, we just be like, oh, I have it all figured out. And so when I hurt myself and I have a boo-boo, instead of crying and be like, girl, I need someone to help me. Like, hell, why, why, why? We're like, I'm gonna hold it in. Like, I'm gonna suck it in. And then that creates bitterness. I was having this conversation with um, just somebody random. I don't even know remember their name. I went to a networking event and I told her, I said, I remember this, this fortune cookie. It, it said, the crying baby gets the milk. And I said, girl, you need to ask for what you want. Okay, because I'm over here, wah, 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 bitch, pick me up. Where the milk at? Like, I'm ask for it because if you don't ask for it, you're not going to receive it. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm asking for it and I want to taste it. What's that, ma'am? What you got over there? Uh, let me taste that. <laughs> and um, the more you ask, the, the bigger the table gets and the more opportunities. Exactly. And, and it, yeah, absolutely. I love it. You've made me so hungry. I'm going to go make some soup. <laughs> As someone who also like loves to cook these days uh, and has embraced making some decadent ass brothes, brothesses these days, like I, I'm living for this metaphor and everything that it has given me. And I think you you are absolutely right. You know, like you just you you got you got to start that fire. You have shown a light on so many things. Uh, and appreciate the work that you've done. Uh, and I appreciate the time that you spent with us just kind of like giving us a little more insight into like who Xavier Cool Kid is. Cause I'd be like, like we've all been in spaces together, right? Uh, and that's kind of the point of the show is like, we've all been in spaces together, but outside of like the poet, do I really know the person? And I feel like right. I do now, I do. So, and the crazy thing is I was just having a conversation with somebody that I've known for years, like, She's known me since I was 19 years old. And she's like, I don't know these poets outside of being poets. Like we go back home and you go back to your, your thing and I go back to my thing and I don't know who you are. <laughs> and like, that really like, first of all, I took it personal. Cause I was like, bitch, I'm me 24 seven. Like no matter where I go, like I, don't, I can't, I can't be fake. I can't take, I can't take it off. Uh -huh. But it's true. Like there are, you know, people are like that. Like who you are when you're away from this, these spaces is a totally different person. And you're not going to know that person until you're around them, you know, to a certain degree. And also like when you're in these spaces, let's just use like nationals or Southern fried or something. Like when you're in these spaces, you're in these spaces and you're like in your little like poetry bubble, right? And so like all you're talking about is like poetry and the no. workshops and like the other things. Oh, I so by, girl, when I go and that's, you haven't been around me, I don't want to talk about shit about poetry. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about a score. I don't want to hear nothing about a poem. I don't even go to the ciphers anymore. Mm -hmm. I want to kiki. Let's smoke a blunt. Let's drink a little. Let's talk to you. Because I don't give I'm sorry. And this is why I kind of stepped away from Sandy because I don't care. Like, it's so boring when bitches come up to you like, what did you do this about? What did you get in this for? I'm like, girl, that's not what I want to talk about at all. Mm -hmm. I'd rather talk about what you ate yesterday than talk about how you did in the slam or how many points you got. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, all about that. Because, you know, slam ain't the end. I'll be all about everything. So I just really appreciate about having this space that we had and like really just kicking for the past hour. I uh, feel like we've gotten to know. An hour already? Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. That and that's how you know it was good conversation. You know, like, yeah. what? So uh, I appreciate it so much. I really feel like we've gotten to know you uh, a little more. And like, I'm going to internalize everything that has happened in this conversation. Uh, but if you could please just kind of like close us out with one more poem, just bless us with a poem. Bring yeah. us home. Before I say my last poem, y'all, y'all should definitely follow me on Instagram if you want to keep up with what I'm doing. Um, it's on there. My cash app is on there. Uh, and even if you don't have the means to like tip, please follow me on social media. Like when I really mean that I am down to connect with people, like I am down for human connection. Like that's like what I do, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, like definitely hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on a DM. And who knows if the vibe is right, we'll hit a, we'll hit a, a FaceTime call. Like I think those are very very important, honestly. People don't realize that what a, a phone call can make a difference to someone. Like that, that, that aspect of human connection um, can really make a big impact. So, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Xavier underscore Cool Kid, and we'll have some. We'll have a good time. We'll talk. We'll have a good kiki. Um. Okay, so I'm going to do a queer poem because Sips is coming up and I need to write some more queer poems. Um, and this is probably like the most like political poem I'm going to do tonight. Um, and this poem is called Heist. Um, and I wrote Heist because um, I realized that like queerness is literally how culture was created like if you didn't have queer people you wouldn't have shit <laughs> like they would be nothing everything would be boring um and i think of 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 colonialism and imperialism and how how much queerness was like not only was racism like the the main front but also the queer shit they was not about like colonials was not about that shit um and it's unfortunate because I believe if queerness, I also believe all humans are innately queer. And if humans were to embrace their queerness, the world would look so different, so different. Um, so I wrote this poem, um, it's called Heist, and it's about pretty much how white people took that shit from us. <laughs> uh, so here it goes. <laughs> it is not a choice or a burden to wear this body, although it has been held to learn and study this world in my skin but a blessing in disguise to maneuver my life wearing a target brighter than the shoes I wear. And since I am a walking carnival, it must be appropriate for eyes to stick to me like confetti shit. Look how glamorous I look, how fierce my spirit is. Defiant is he, the challenge society, middle fingers to colonialism, the very fabrics of all the things that try to strangle me like a noose that's been tied before. Chains that have clattered to the same tired song of genocide. Funny how the world is burning and the only thing we know how to recycle is death. The only fragrance this world enjoys is the decaying stench of freedom, the perfect heist, sensational robbery, how white people can create the idea of freedom and police it. My ancestors often roll their eyes in unison with me, but they've been peak game, been through themselves from mountaintops to avoid the coolness of this world. And while they fall, they pose like gods, even in death, look how fabulous we are, the originators of the death drop. Resistance is encoded in my DNA. Afro-Caribbean queer god who walks this earth being stared at and fetishized and seen as prey, causing a stir with his presence, walking this terrain like a runway because the world is for the taking and I'll snatch it 
like they did my people, and they'll never suspect it, even if their eyes were watching my every move. Mm. Thank you so much. Round of applause in the comments for Xavier. And one more again, uh, follow Xavier on IG at Xavier underscore cool kid. You can tip the poet cash app dollar sign Xavier cool kid Venmo at Xavier cool kid. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate you taking your time out to uh, kick it with us and talk all this flash shit. Thank y'all. My birthday is September 11. I'm number yeah. one twice. Um, and people always be like, oh, you, do you feel bad that your birthday is on September 11? I was like, girl, no. And I was born at 9-10. So like, if I was born on 9-11 at 9-11, like, it would have been too meta for the girls. Like, I literally would have been probably like Buddha or something. Like, you don't know. <laughs> so if y'all want to cash at me on that day, y'all can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much again for taking some time out of your birthday week to spend some time with us in the virtual world. Um, Xavier, cool kid, Alexander, everybody, show some love in the comments. Thank you again. <laughs> oh man, Rooster, what up? Well, I'm just I'm just so enthralled with this idea, like this healing and manifesting thing, like. You know, Rocky and I had been talking for a while about like every time that like we finished one of these conversations, it's like, I didn't know I needed that conversation, but I guess I needed that conversation because it just happened and I'm feeling it. And so like, this feels like the culmination of it, of like, yeah. ah, healing. It's Virgo, it's Virgo season, man. This is what they gift the world. This is what they bring. <laughs> we are like a gang of gift giving, uh, uh, just socialites and awesomeness. And we appreciate the Virgos. We're going to take all the light. We're going to take all the light and then we're going to move forward with it and uh, probably go cook something because now I'm hungry. Now. <laughs> so, well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh, Words and Shit today. That's Chibi. I'm Roos. Yeah. And make sure, like, whether this is your first time uh, catching us or not, uh, you can follow us on IG and Twitter uh, to find out more about upcoming guests and the conversations that we're going to have uh the handle is at words and shh uh we're pretty active on the ig we're, we're gonna get that twitter password back soon i promise but go follow us <laughs> yes and uh if you want to tune into past episodes you can look on youtube uh you can also look at wherever uh, podcasts are apple ice store i podcast i don't know what apples is uh spotify you know the usual suspects um, this episode will go up tomorrow. So if you want to listen to it in podcast form, by all means, tune into that. But Chibi, who do we have next week? Well, wait, don't don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun yeah. stuff wherever you're finding us. YouTube, podcast. Yeah. We are three subscribers away from being able to have a custom URL on okay. YouTube. So okay. someone, just go subscribe to the YouTube uh, and come back next week because today we had Beast from the Southeast. Next week, we're going to have Beast from the Northeast. Roddy is going to be in the house and joining us in the Words and Shit studio next week. So can't have, can't wait to have that conversation. Uh, come back, same time, same place. Until then, y'all, stay safe out there. Happy birthday, Virgos.